Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That's Arthi. That's Noor. And you're listening to The Reality Is. Right. It's just pouring out from every corner of the internet, the world, your personal life. It's like you really, really, really understand how people feel about women when you watch an interview like the one that Oprah did with Harry and Meghan and you come out of it going... Yeah, but I don't know, guys. I just like don't trust her. Yeah. Like, but Harry's an awesome guy. I mean, for him to do the basic, the least thing that he had to do to support his wife. Mm-hmm. It's like when guys watch their kids, all the women, <laughs> mothers go out and they're like, oh, he babysat the kid. I'm like, no. Yeah. He's not a babysitter. He's yeah. the dad. Who's watching your kids? <laughs> yeah. It's like the guys do the least that they can do. Not the least necessarily but also the decent thing to do but they get so much more credit for it you know it's like Lindsay said this week on summer house you're not gonna get gold stars for just doing your job exactly exactly (laughs) i mean harry did his job that's all and it's like everybody either i keep seeing two things i keep seeing people being like harry's just being manipulated by the sorceress and then there's other people who are like oh harry's a little bitch ass because he can't stick up to his wife i'm like which is it which which one is it it's also really funny to see people talk about megan and be like well she's just a no-name actress who like had a dumb show but then they're Mm -hmm. also the same people that are like oh she's just acting in the interview like that's not real emotion it's like so which one is it is it that she's a bad actress or is it that she's so good that we're all being convinced and manipulated by her like what pick a lane but the thing I want people to realize is that if you're watching a woman and you're having a hard time believing what she has to say think about the fact that we exist in a society that often tells us that women are crazy, they're not to be believed, that they can seduce people into believing other things. I mean, all of this type of language that we've all heard growing up, it's all misogyny. And in the same way, we all unknowingly have biases against certain races that we have to do some introspection to identify and say, okay, this is something that I may have thought in the past and that is wrong and I need to actively work on Mm -hmm. unlearning that behavior Mm -hmm. as we do with race. We have to do with how we treat women. And Unfortunately, as we saw on Twitter, Mm -hmm. the internet, specifically Bravo, is Mm -hmm. full of women who love to put down other women. Yeah. Why? Because misogyny is a hell of a drug. (laughs) That's why. You know, when Harry and Meghan were talking, I don't know either of them. I know of them. I know who they are. Yeah. I watched Suits. I watched Harry grow up. He has been in the limelight all his life. But as humans, I don't know either of them. Mm-hmm. I don't know Oprah either. I don't know the Queen either. I don't know <laughs> any of them. So why would I believe one but not the other? Yeah. It's like, how do you already decide that this is unbelievable and this is not true? The only reason Megan is more believable 
unbelievable is because of what happened to Diana. And yes. Harry at least had the balls to say, okay, I don't need to be in this situation. I don't need to put my wife through this situation and leave. The big thing that I took away from it was the bigger concern is the British press, the UK mm-hmm. press, the tabloids. But the big thing for me that he said that was very jarring, mm-hmm. it was, it wasn't jarring in that I was like shocked that he said it. I was shocked that he was so open about it. Like, oh my yeah. God, I can't believe that he's being this honest about it is when he talks about how the tabloids, the press and the crown are more and less the same thing. The institution is the same thing. They go hand in hand and they've been together since day one. So when there's something slanderous said in the press about his wife or his mother, that is not something that the crown is not aware of. And the crown has Mm -hmm. enough power to shut it down. But the fact is that they have not shut it down. So all of these race baby stories, all of the racist vitriol Mm -hmm. that has been put out about Megan, it's all been stuff that the crown is aware of. And the crown has done nothing to shut it down. So you have like, that part of it and then you have the Mm -hmm. other part of it where you find out that when this woman is pregnant with her child that they're telling Mm -hmm. her by the way your kid not going to be protected the way the other kids are Uh, Andrew the pedophile his kids are fine but your kid even though your kid will be a grandson to the king at some point right mm, no he doesn't get any protection and why well we can't really figure that out for you yeah we can't tell you why what harry said was important because he said is the threat any different now that we are not part of the senior uh, household is the threat any different and the answer was no it's not any different because the threat is against the fact that megan is African American, mm-hmm. and that the child is not going to be white. So that's not going away. In fact, the threat, if anything, is going to increase because all the royalists believe that she's the one who has driven Harry away from the family mm-hmm. and she's the one that caused all this chaos. So, if anything, the threat level is higher mm-hmm. and they are not being given protection. That, and then when she talks about her mental health struggles, yeah. initially when I started watching it, I said, mm, okay. I I mean, I believe it, but like some of it seemed kind of unbelievable. The fact that she Mm -hmm. had never really Googled them and all this stuff. I was like, "Mm, come on, I would do that. Yeah, even I knew that I had the you have to curtsy to the queen because how many BuzzFeed articles do we watch about (laughs) Angelina Jolie and her curtsy? Exactly. (laughs) So like that part of it, I was like, okay, okay, Megan, like this is believable. But then even when she was talking about her issues with Kate, I was like, I don't know. This seems like a lot of like cat stuff i've watched enough housewives to know like i want to hear what kate has to say you know yeah but then when she started to talk about her mental health struggles and she said i said to my husband i don't know if i want to be alive anymore that Mm. moment for me i was like yeah because i have been in that place so many times in my life Mm -hmm. i was like okay she's not playing around the way she said it how she described it the way that she said she felt when she asked for help and they said there's nothing we can do for you that was like okay this is really bad we can't Mm -hmm. do anything for you your child is not going to be protected it just Mm -hmm. goes to show that like your proximity to whiteness is not going to protect you when it comes to your blackness yeah her semi-white passingness got her as far as she could to the biggest whitest institution in the world Mm -hmm. but the fact that she's even a little bit black is still Mm -hmm. keeping her from being protected when it comes to her life and her child and like Mm -hmm. that part of it i was like okay this is insane and then of course you have all of this is happening and there's conversations about there being concerns about what his skin will be like yeah that moment where oprah oprah's jaw just fell open she says she's like what, what? <laughs>
<laughs> I was like, Oprah is all of us right now. <laughs> First of all, Oprah is shook. The fact that mm-hmm. like Megan's even talked about it openly is now. I think Oprah said what? Not because she was like surprised that the conversation was happening. I think she was. Mm. She said what? Like, oh shit, we're going there on TV right now. <laughs> Also, I feel like collectively you heard women across the South Asian subcontinent say, yeah, girl, us too. (laughs) I know. I know. It's like every woman in South Asia where colorism is so high has undergone that where they are like the first thing they ask is what is the color of the baby? And that comes. Let's talk about that. Where does that come from? That comes from the colonization of these Commonwealth countries by. Lizzie herself. Yes. <laughs> it comes from the British monarch coming in and saying the white skin was better than our, the skin that we had. It, the systemic oppression in India it was 300 years worth of it has broken down our self-worth. The reason we are model minority is because of that. We don't open our mouth and speak up. We want to have, be highly educated and be very proper because that's the only way the British would recognize us and respect us. So that is where all of that is coming from. And all of that is because of dear Lizzie. You're right. So it's because of (laughs) Grandma Lizzie and her father and her great-grandfathers. One thing that you just said that's so interesting is like all of it ingrained this feeling even internally created a lot of self-loathing because it made us feel like the people that are more fair skin are going to get more love, right? And it's the same thing as why are these women so easily not believing another Mm -hmm. woman? It's because we live in a world that has pit women against each other mm-hmm. with I, the irony of course is that we watch reality tv shows where women are fighting each other but that's different right we live in a world where women are pitted against each other because from the beginning of time we've been told that we exist in a patriarchal society where what a man thinks women should be is the mm-hmm. thing that matters so every woman to some degree is somehow living up to a standard that women didn't actually create but mm-hmm. men created and when we see other women existing in a standard that's not to their standard we think that that's wrong and we think that that's not good enough so Mm -hmm. we're quick to judge them it's a lot self-loathing is unfortunately just it's a result of oppression that's what it is yeah women do it to themselves women do it to other women women do it to other women brown people do it to themselves brown people do it to other brown people but it's it's all a result of a trauma of oppression Mm -hmm. watching this interview was just fantastic hilarious to see the reactions from the internet the internet you know when these Uh, iconic things happen the internet is just chef's kiss yeah it's so good did you see how pierce morgan just went off the rails it was amazing so obviously there was like the reaction of the british people online today Mm -hmm. which was you know the pierce morgans they went bananas but i want to talk to you arthi because you Mm -hmm. the very first episode of this podcast the Do things we that we to... had listen girl listen sister Do it's we happening have to... okay we must we must okay. and hey guess what I'm no we do you... we should we should we should let's ju- let's just not put it in the lens of arti that's all <laughs> arti's girl no okay. she's no longer my girl <laughs> obviously i'm talking about 
Bethany Frankel went on the internet and gave her opinion about things nobody asked her to give her opinion about. <laughs> One of the things she did, and it's actually not the first time she's done it. She's been on Twitter multiple times and in the press multiple times for some reason talking about Meghan Markle. The reason why is obviously because... Apparently, Bethany went on one date with Meghan Markle's ex-husband and therefore is now fucking obsessed. She's such a weirdo. She went on. She said, oh, cry me your river, blah, blah, blah. The, the tweets are everywhere. I'm sure you've seen it by the time you're listening to this episode. But, you know, Arthi, tell me how you were feeling. Were you feeling like the queen probably felt when she watched the interview? Yes, I felt very... <laughs> I felt very let down. I was disappointed, betrayed. Well, we have known Bethany has problematic takes, right? Yeah. I give her the pass because she does some good shit with her, you know, this is a crisis or whatever that is called. She's been really helping people with her organization. So I give her a pass every time because of that. But this was just one more. I'm like, oh my God, enough already. Why? Where did you wake up and decide that you had to share this information? Bethany, you can, in your own words, you cannot be smart and stupid at the same time. That's right. Okay, you cannot be smart enough to do everything you do to help people and grow your business. And at the same time, be stupid enough to not recognize how this is. If nothing else, this is going to hurt your organization and your cause. I know she's trying to say, oh, she's just a rich girl crying. But that's not your place to say nobody. You didn't know what Megan was going to say. You had mm -hmm. no idea what Megan was going to say. It's privilege that she felt it was okay to comment on Meghan Markle before Meghan Markle could be heard. That's right. And then when she did the apology, she did not even apologize to Meghan Markle. She just did a generally, if I hurt you, I am sorry. I'm like, it's not if I hurt you, you hurt me. So you have to say, I am sorry, I hurt you. It was like a Ramona apology. It was like a Teresa apology. It was like a Beverly Hills apology. It, that's exactly what I was going to say. I think that she's the irony of her turning into Ramona is just amazing. Mm -hmm. And you know, I feel like that's why Bethany and Ramona don't get along is because Bethany sees some of herself in Ramona and yeah. vice versa. Yeah. I mean, we could spend an entire episode talking yeah. about that. But, yeah. but listen, listen, I wanted to tell you, Arthi, first of all, I'm really proud of you for seeing the error in your ways. <laughs> But I wanted to tell you, you're not alone because my girl, Dorinda Medley, also got <gasps> yes. into the mix. She's like, is that the time 60 Minutes is on? Well, I'm not going to watch it. Like, shut up, Dorinda. Nobody fucking asked you. Okay, didn't you forget? Say you forget it, right? regret it. And then she watched it. <laughs> And she then watched she watched it. it. Like, it was like, but also, okay, Dorinda was said she wouldn't watch it, but it was almost like somebody had told her there's a show on TV at this time. And she was like, okay, but I got 60 minutes to watch. It's like Dorinda, like, do we have to meet at four o'clock. No, I got to take a nap so I cannot come. That was more like a, a grandma, uh, you know, response of like, no, at that time, I'm supposed to be doing this. So I'm not, nobody asked you if you're coming to the party. Nobody invited you. <laughs> you didn't have to RSVP to it. But okay, Dorinda. <laughs> uh, thanks for the information. So funny. And also Dorinda pretending that she's watching 60 Minutes every day. Which, yeah, like, shut up. Like, you were... <laughs> 
And then also, you loved Ladies of London, right? Yes. Okay. And then you saw Juliet from Ladies of London, who was, I think, if you've ever watched Ladies, anyone who's watched Ladies of London generally hates Juliet. She's like the worst. (laughs) Her, we hate I well anybody who watched Ladies of London hates both the Americans on there. I hate Marissa too. My favorite thing about all of this is Bethany, Dorinda, Juliet. These are all people that are making statements about the interview prior to even watching the interview, which is you know, going back to your point of like, I don't know her, you don't know her, nobody knows her, I don't know Harry, I don't know Oprah. Like, why would I sit here and make assumptions about somebody if I've never even seen right. the interview? I mean, there's an entire thing on Instagram all over the internet right now of these two guys that made a fake, a made-up news company, paid a bunch of royal experts to talk about the interview without ever seeing the interview two weeks before <laughs> the interview. even showed up. I mean, it's, it's incredible. So Juliet went and talked about how, like, I don't trust it, blah, 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 same old misogynist shit. And then this morning, she posted this thing of, like, it's really sad. Like, people who need mental health help, like, the racist stuff. Like, it just makes me really sad that, like, she had to go through that. But, like, I feel like she should have toughed it out over here. And, like, she should have shown them, like, how to grow and change, which is, like, obviously she wasn't getting that. But then she has to throw in. But, you know, there's a pattern here because she's abandoned her sister and her father and all this shit so she says this but i just want to remind everybody that in season three of ladies of london Mm -hmm. juliet called adela selfish because adela suffered with depression and suicidal thoughts so juliet not believing another woman or not understanding mental health struggles Mm -hmm. is some real fucking juliet shit So you don't have to necessarily love a person in order to see the fact that they are struggling and having a hard time because the royal family are still human beings and they still are flawed people. There's members of my family who don't understand mental health. There's members in my family Mm -hmm. that have implicit bias and treat people differently. And they're just regular old, very nice people, but Mm -hmm. they have these issues. The fact that the royal family would have have these issues as well is not crazy. Mm -hmm. Part that's crazy is that you're talking about the most powerful white family in the world not growing at all and not understanding Mm -hmm. how to deal with these things. That's the part that's really sad and that's the part that's really crazy. So like you don't have to love Megan to agree with the fact that she did the right thing by getting the fuck out of there. Right. What an opportunity the royal family had to protect the monarchy, bring it into this century. They could have done what they did with everybody else. They could have used her to, you know, show some improvements and some progressive thinking in the country and actually strengthen their country but they did not it's almost like they were so worried that this person was going to change or destroy their family that they did all the things to make sure that this person could eventually destroy their family right it was a self-fulfilling prophecy right obviously there was a lot of really exciting stuff on yesterday but also my dumb face was also on watch what happens yes i mean oprah said what When she saw your face down there in the who? lower who? What? Who? But your expressions, every time you came on, your expressions were spot on. You were like, I don't believe a single thing Jackie is saying. You were like, Kenya, what? 
You could not believe Kenya or Jackie and you couldn't hide it. Like, the rest of the group would be like smiling and thumbs up and you're like, huh? It was hilarious to watch. It was like, they see- don't pay me the big bucks for nothing, guys. <laughs> they don't. They pay you zero bucks. So you went in with uh, we, we with don't an get, attitude. We, we don't get paid 85 cents per podcast episode for nothing, okay? But tell us about your 15 minutes or 15 seconds of fame, whatever that was. (laughs) Okay, so the funny thing is I haven't even really watched it because this came on right after the interview and I was in so many text conversations with people about the Harry and Meghan interview Uh that I was like barely even looking up at myself. But occasionally I would get a text message from a friend and be like, or you and be like, oh my God, your faces are hysterical. Oh my God. Like, So I have it on my DVR and I have to watch it because my husband was asking, he was like, so like did you talk and I was like no I didn't know I didn't talk it was just my idiot face like making idiot faces <laughs> and like that was it it was a really interesting experience and I hate to sound like that person but I signed an NDA so I like I can't really talk about the process <laughs> yeah you're 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 like Harry you're not going to divulge <laughs> anything you're gonna be like ah, I'm not gonna share that I'll tell you it was <laughs> I'll tell you it was awkward and I did not ask any questions. But beyond that, I'm not going to share anything because because I signed an NDA. Yeah, yeah, basically. Oprah, I'm never going to get into the details of that, okay? Yeah. But it was really cool. Tomorrow morning, Gail is going to be asking Oprah, like, did she tell you afterwards? Did she tell you what happened? Oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about Summer House. Yes. What do you think about Stravi's fancy? So we're going directly to that. Okay. So Stravi took Stravi took a whole day of prepping and an entire week of and planning. An entire week of planning while she was she kept asking about a sandwich. First of all, he didn't get her a sandwich. That's a whole other thing. She kept giving him hints. Stravi, you could have just gotten her a sandwich. You did not. Okay. So he took the whole week to plan an entire day to set up. I don't know what he was doing, but he what he wasn't doing was getting the cutlery. He did not. Yeah. And then he kept building it up as something big by telling her she had to be ready by 7.15 and making sure that Danielle was going to distract her and not let her out and getting her all hyped up about something happening at 7.15 and then she shows up and it's takeout food. I mean, the thought was nice, but I have to, in this occasion, I have to be on Lindsay's side. Absolutely. As somebody who really identifies with Mm -hmm. Building up expectations in my mind, and especially on my birthdays, and constantly being let down. Mm-hmm. Like watching Lindsay was like a mirror, truly. Yeah. I understand Lindsay because I think that she builds up these things in her mind so much mm-hmm. that she's always, she's going to be let down yeah. no matter what. She's going to be let down, yes. But it's like I felt for Stravi in that he is obviously working against an impossible expectation. But the fact that this man, okay, well, forget the fuck the cutlery. He didn't even take the food out of the containers and put it onto a dish. 
I get it that the oven is broken, but there are toasters inside, yeah. sir. You could have taken that stuff out. You could have put it in the toaster, packed it all back up, and made it cute. You could have right. laid it out on the floor. You could have done it in the grass. We know that Lindsay likes to hook up on the grass. We've seen it before. You could have involved the rest of the people in the in the house to do something, do some entertainment, do something. I mean, the fact that Lindsay had just seen Kyle's birthday mm-hmm. happen, like that alone should have been like, okay, so I obviously... I need to beat that because mm-hmm. that was really cute. So I need to make sure that whatever I do is better than that. So that alone is bad. And then also Stravi, if you have a birthday present for her, you need to have the present in sight. And exactly. she needs to be able to know that there is something else coming. Mm-hmm. Because that was the other thing is he did not express that there was anything else coming. But then the third thing that he did wrong, when she, she got activated, he gave up and walked away. He took that mm-hmm. as an excuse. He was waiting for that to happen. It was almost like he was waiting and he's like, okay, I'm leaving the house. I don't have to live here. I definitely think that this was probably one of many, 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 many fights like this. Mm -hmm. But I think that I don't think anybody really wants to be berated like that on TV. That's like, true. even though I don't agree with the way that Stravi did it, I don't think that any guy wants to be treated like that, especially when he just had a conversation with her like two days before yeah. saying, you know, blah, blah, blah. Also, the fact of the matter is Lindsay would not have been happy unless he proposed to her. And Lindsay exists right now in the world of Instagram. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, everything you do has to be Instagrammable. And if yeah. unless it is Lindsay's not interested this bitch wanted to be on a yacht she wanted to be on a helicopter Mm -hmm. she wanted to be on a pj like she wanted something that was absolutely impossible because the thing I do want to point out is Lindsay was like oh he did all the surprises and then that's where it stopped like Lindsay there was a pandemic Right. Travi could have started off talking. I wanted to do X, Y, Z. I couldn't. I promise you will do it. But in the meantime, I wanted to show you that you really mean a lot to me. Travi couldn't even talk and he was struggling to talk. And (laughs) and then say, here's the deal. Like I fell for Lindsay because on my birthday, I want you to treat me good leading up to my birthday. Mm -hmm. I need an expensive gift, Mm -hmm. but I also need a heartfelt gift. So it's making me breakfast. You bring me a flower out of your yard, something heartfelt that feels Mm -hmm. like you put thought into it, but also something expensive that makes me feel like queen and that I deserve for me. So I need a whole All of those coming together for me to feel good about my birthday gift. What she got was the heartfelt one. He had that painting. He got her picture painted. If he had kept it near the table, she would have been anticipating, oh, what's in that? And she wouldn't have gotten activated. She would have wanted to see that. And that might have actually melted her heart and she might have felt like, okay. I agree. His other mistake was he should have told Danielle what he was working on. Because that's Lindsay's best friend. Right. You know, I always say that to my husband. I'm like, whatever it is you're planning for me, please talk to my best friend to make sure that this is up to snuff. Because a lot of times that man has not communicated with other people about what he's got planned. And right. I'm always disappointed when that happens. Yeah. So it's like, Danielle is right there. You should have showed her. Like, he's doing all this stuff. He's right. showing Sierra what he did. And he's not talking to Danielle about any of it, what he's right. got planned. Danielle would so, have told him, this won't cut the mustard, dude. You need to do more. Or... Or she would have managed Lindsay's expectations in some way. Because yes. Danielle was like, oh my God, like what yeah. if, so-? like she was kind of also hyping her up too. Yeah. So I felt bad. Now, what would you do if Luke sent you flowers? <laughs> 
And uh, he sent flowers to the other girls in the house as well. <laughs> yeah, so weird. He's such a corny, oh corny guy. I mean, good But God. what did he get? He got like lilies or something yeah. like that? Isn't that funeral flowers? I know. I, I thought so too. I was going to ask, are lilies? <laughs> what do lilies mean in terms of flower giving? I just thought it was so cheesy. I was like, you really do think you're in The Bachelor. Like, mm -hmm. this is weird. It was just really, I, the whole Luke, Sierra, Hannah thing is so annoying, but watching Sierra just shut down Kyle and shut down Luke and shut down all of the nonsense is like amazing. She's like, I'm not interested in any of this. She's just like in her own world. She comes upstairs. She goes to the fridge. She gets a snack. She's in her bathing suit. She goes back to her clutter in the basement. Like she's, not <laughs> she's having a vacation. She's not doing anything. She's not doing any such. She's like, I worked as a nurse. I'm done. This is my vacation time. I'm getting paid to be yeah. look good. I, this is my model gig except I'm living in the house that's about it I'm going to look yeah. good and I'm going to vacation that's all the job that I have to do Hannah is still being terrible to Amanda <sighs> also Amanda needs to stop holding her loyalty against her friendships that Amanda and Hannah uh, fight got me even more pissed off at Hannah she was like, she was so mean to Amanda. She's like, you know, the Teresa and Jackie fight where Teresa's just hung up on the very last thing Jackie did, which was talk about Gia. She's not acknowledging that she started out wrong. There was no conversation of trash and cleaning up, which was the actual premise of the sit down in the first place. Hannah is like, you threw a glass at me, bitch. I can see how Amanda being a very sensitive person, how that would be so hurtful. If, a, mm -hmm. if somebody that I thought I was super friendly with told me that my friendship was toxic, I would be super hurt. This is yeah. that was such a mean thing for Hannah to say. And it just showed that Hannah only thinks about herself. Yeah. Last episode when they were fighting, the editing was really awkward because Hannah and Kyle get into a fight because Hannah mm. turns to Paige and says he's obviously insecure about his relationship or something like mm -hmm. that. But it seemed like through editing that that was like really awkward. Like it, you could obviously tell that that wasn't what she said. It went like there was something else said and that was cut out. Exactly. So I feel like we're missing some part of it. And I wonder if it's because whatever Hannah said was way worse than what mm. was shown because Bravo might be trying to protect hannah in some way since hannah is mm -hmm. you know on the chat room and stuff like that. yeah hannah is bringing down the fun aspects of this show i really enjoy hate watching her so yeah. i disagree about the bringing down i do enjoy watching hmm. her get yelled at and be belligerent and be terrible i don't know i can i cannot take her anymore i don't want a hannah luke focused episode one more time i yes, wanted to focus on something else i want to hear again i want to hear more about danielle and we don't hear anything for about her yeah we learned that danielle's father passed away due to addiction yeah. that was it and yeah. she's so sweet with carl i kind of like stan danielle and carl mm -hmm. i feel like they really might be a great couple but maybe they're like not great for each other right now mm -hmm. but maybe in the future they might be because mm -hmm. they feel like they have an actual genuine connection that also broke my heart yeah all right let's talk about mary to medicine yay finally it's back and i'm so happy i'm so happy and so where we left off in the reunion was jackie and simone had a fight but then they sort of made up 
But what we come to find out is since that and since the pandemic hit, they have been passing each other in the parking lot of their hospital, but they are not talking to each other. They're just hi, hello. Hi, hello. And Simone has become very focused on her children and her family. She goes to work. She comes back. Jackie, on the other hand, is very focused on her home renovation and launching her business and doing all of that. But it was kind of weird that they don't talk to each other. But also I was like, finally, because I I think Jackie is very self-absorbed and that has hurt Simone in the past. So this is, I think, Arthi, for you and I, we've talked about Married to Medicine in passing, but mm-hmm. we've never talked about Married to Medicine the way we've talked about other shows. Mm-hmm. So I would love to know what you think about each character. Do you like them? Mm-hmm. Do you hate them? Okay. Are you just okay with them? And what do you think about them this premiere episode? So we'll start with Jackie, because I didn't know until this week that you hate Dr. Jackie. <laughs> I don't like Jackie. Jackie, first of all, as a jiggly, lumpy woman, mm-hmm. I don't like Jackie pushing the fittest it mantra, making fun mm-hmm. of all the other women and their weight. She made fun of so many people in the past about their weight, and she has very black and white opinions about yes. weight about motherhood, about infertility, and about relationships in general. She comes off cold. I understand she has fertility issues and she struggles with it and it is hurtful and she's in the business of delivering babies and that sometimes she feels yearning and all of that. But I still feel like even if she had everything that we think would make Jackie a much softer person, I don't think she would. This is her personality. She's a little aloof. She's a little bit cold. And she is very black and white about stuff. She either likes you or doesn't like you. And she'll cut you off. And that's it. And I don't like how she treated Buffy. But I don't like Jackie. I don't like Jackie and Curtis. I don't like their relationship. I don't know. Something about them seems off. And I don't like them. I think one of the most interesting things that I noticed last year and that this is going to tie into the way that she was with Simone this episode is that like Jackie doesn't know how to have normal human emotions. It almost feels like like she's like socially or like emotionally like maybe she's so guarded that she like is just a super awkward person Mm -hmm. and maybe she's so caught up in her own mind that she like doesn't think things through before she says them or does them like I don't know what it is it's like you said she's a little aloof I didn't think anything of it before until the Cabo trip when she suddenly went off on Buffy. I mean, mm-hmm. I've never even seen Jackie go off like that on Curtis, who yeah. fucking cheated on her yeah. and embarrassed her all over TV. Right. Right. So the fact that she like went off on somebody who was calling her out because she hurt them yeah. is really telling about Dr. Jackie. Right. She's not my favorite. Simone is my favorite. I like Simone, Toya, and Heavenly. They are my favorite, all three of them. Simone is the most sensible of all of them, so I like Simone the best. But Toya and Heavenly... Oh my God, they're the funniest. First of all, let's talk about Simone. Simone is warm and she's sensible. The way she's raising her boys, oh my God. I've got two sons and the way that Simone is with her kids Mm. is like boy mom goals. Like Mm -hmm. I really, I was watching her play basketball with Miles. And also because Miles reminds me of what I think that my second child will grow up to be. 
I cried multiple times mm-hmm. watching this episode, the first episode of Married to Medicine, and not at points where I thought I would cry. Mm-hmm. Throughout the last, like, however many years, eight years mm-hmm. that Married to Medicine's been on, I love Simone with her boys. I that know. is my actually, all of them have, even Toya has boys. Mm-hmm. So, like, watching Simone with her boys and watching Toya with her boys, like, I just, I love yeah. them. Yeah. <sighs> and I think Simone and Cecil have one of the realest relationships. Yes. Toya has a big heart. She can be problematic. She can speak off the cuff. She's pretty dumb. She's like Teresa Judai's level of dumb. She doesn't know a lot of stuff. She knows real stuff. Like she knows how to raise her boys. She knows what's right and what's wrong. It's the other stuff that she keeps tripping up on. But I think Toya is cool. I I would hang out with Toya all day long. I think she would be fun to be uh, to be friends with. I love Toya. I actually think it's interesting that people think that Simone and Cecil are the realest couple, which I agree. I do think that they are. But I think Eugene and Toya are so real mm-hmm. because like you can really tell the relation like they're friends. Mm-hmm. Eugene and Toya are buddies and it yes. cracks me up. And whatever Toya says, my favorite thing about Eugene is that he does this like laugh it's the (laughs) cutest thing in the world i don't know what like that's the couple i want to be hanging out with is toya and eugene like they remind me of one of our friends like i love them so much i love watching them i love how toya wants a new house all the time you know that the house that they bought is on yeah what she built that whole closet (laughs) and she's put it on sale already (laughs) like toya's insatiable whole thing like I know somebody who's just like that so Mm -hmm. it just I love them so much (laughs) they're hysterical to me now yes heavenly that bitch heavenly heavenly is fucking terrible guys (laughs) heavenly is I don't understand how this woman is on tv still but I can also completely understand why this woman is still on tv (laughs) heavenly is the Ramona of this show I just because there's times when Heavenly says stuff and I'm like, you know what, Heavenly, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time I'm like, oh my God, how do you have any friends? The thing that I just love every season, and I know you're gonna get upset, is the fact that every season they have to have digs about how Heavenly's a dentist. <laughs> she doesn't understand how medicine works. It's my favorite thing. Even this episode. Get to Heavenly's <laughs> husband's party, and Contessa is like, "Okay, you can check my temperature, but that does nothing about like actual disease prevention." And Contessa goes, "Well, you know, she's a dentist; she doesn't understand." <laughs> but that's so bad. Like, you can be not a dentist; you can be a general person; you can be a computer scientist and still understand that checking temperature is the first step. And Heavenly is doing the right thing. And I just get so upset that she keeps getting put down by all these other bitches who think they're all, because they're doctors, they can put them down. But Heavenly is a perfectly fine dentist. She's actually a pretty good dentist. She's and really you don't, yeah. and you are not, you're okay. So you didn't go to medical school, but you went to dental school and that's fine. She's still considered a doctor. You'd still need a dentist. When you have dental problems, you're not going to Jackie. You're going to Heavenly and she has to cure you. This is so mad. It, it hurts my heart as a doctor, as a non-medical doctor. Oh, it hurts oh, my mind. Here it we hurts go. My heart. Here we go. Like, why would you treat Heavenly so bad? 
But this is the other reason I don't like Jackie because she doesn't like she keeps mistreating Heavenly like that. But what is funny about it is how Heavenly is constantly trying to live up to the doctor image and she's trying so bad to be on the same level playing field as all these other women who are doctors. And she's like, she's a dentist, but she's also a relationship expert. So she holds two degrees, okay? She is double doctor. The juxtaposition of Heavenly's big mouth and her sweet teddy bear quiet husband. It's all just hysterical. If you took a cartoon character, if you had to do like a South Park show, and you had to create characters like the husband being the quiet teddy bear and the loud mouth sassy dentist doctor relationship expert heavenly who constantly starts sentences with that bitch yeah <laughs> it's so funny because i feel like if you were to watch a sitcom with that relationship where you had somebody like heavenly and you had somebody like damon you would be like this is not relate this is not believable Mm -hmm. yeah people like this don't exist this couple is too different it's like no this couple exists because it's heavenly and it's damon (laughs) daddy there was no quad this episode yeah that's true i am really partial to quad quad loves to go on soliloquies quad thinks the world revolves around her Uh Quad is well-intentioned, but also extremely delusional. And I also think she is so stunning. Mm -hmm. Everybody on the show is gorgeous, but I have the biggest lady crush on Quad. So if you think about housewives that have undergone a lot of growth and change, like Luann went through so many different phases in her life. Quad is one of those people. Quad came on the scene with terrible hairstyle, terrible eyeshadow, terrible makeup, And she was like all over the place with her funny zingers that didn't make sense to anybody. And then she went through a phase of dressing up her dogs and doing the dog, you know. Quad has had a new career every every season. season. And she has become the most polished and well-spoken person over the years. She has just changed. She came on as Mariah's lackey. Mm -hmm. And then now she's still on the show and Mariah is not. And she's doing Bravo. Yeah, who knows what that's about. But I was sad not to see Quad. However, we did see a little bit of the latest addition to Mary. Who barely spoke. Who barely spoke, Anila. Uh Who has been introduced to us. She's Indian American and she was introduced to us as Toya's friend. Her husband, Kieran, is friends with Eugene. It Mm -hmm. seems to me like they're both doctors together. And Anila is buying a house on Toya's block. Yeah. Oh my God. Do you think that's why Toya is selling her house? Because she got sick of Anila. <gasps> I'm just that making that up. <laughs> but it was that would be something Toya would do. She would sell a house to move away from a neighbor. That would be something Toya would do. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I, we got a little bit of that, and then we did see Contessa. I am Ugh. really hit or miss with Contessa. Sometimes I, I like watch her. her, and I'm like, you're doing great. I love you. And then other times I'm like, "Where? who is this person, and where did she come from? Yeah. No, I don't like Contessa. When she first came on scene, I liked her. By the end of that first season, Contessa season, I hated her and then i have not changed my opinion about her she thinks too highly of herself and doesn't care enough about the others in the group she has completely aligned herself with jackie that was because she was against buffy last season Mm. 
she was telling Buffy that her sorrow and her sadness with the fact that she'd had multiple miscarriages and that she couldn't carry a child did not matter because there were other things that mattered more or there were other people suffering about other stuff. And Buffy was like, how does that mean that I am not suffering? That's the thing about Contessa that I found really maddening is that there's a lot of times when she's right and then there's other times where she's so wrong Mm -hmm. that it's hard to even agree with her a little bit. And she's not so wrong in the lovable, hilarious way that Heavenly or Ramona is. She's so wrong without any humor or any type of like, Mm -hmm. you know, silliness. Because Heavenly is so wrong but she's almost like a character yeah how, a caricature and how wrong she is like Ramona yeah but Contessa doesn't do that so Contessa just drive me completely insane a lot of times yeah but she is terrible why do you think Toya came in so hot into Heavenly's party she was hungry and they gave her one bag of lobster she was <laughs> like where's more food I've had a lot of tequila and you're giving me buckets of lobster in plastic bags <laughs> and i have to dig these damn lobsters out that was what toya was upset about that was it was all about the food and the way she was chomping away at it she's like bitch is hungry she needed food okay <laughs> toya was hangry yeah i agree with you i think that's what exactly what it was the crab like in a bucket in like the saran wrap and then the face shields i was like what am i watching the funniest was the dimly lit pool mm-hmm. there were no outdoor lights i was yeah. like where are the lights there were no yeah. lights and the mermaids that yeah. were sitting by the pool it was just hysterical mermaids to with, watch it with masks on just sitting by the so pool silly. with the, their oh, tails dipping in the water not doing much nothing they weren't even flapping around like we have seen that mermaids do in the past <laughs> just sitting there they were like <laughs> just sitting there uh, whatever like watching heavenly's party be like that i was like yeah that seems like a party that mm-hmm. heavenly would throw you know she tries really hard she really wants to like keep up with these ladies and they're like extravagant events but she's Mm -hmm. always just gonna come off just just (laughs) just not quite hit the mark there was way too many too many labels of saying six feet apart and there were only (laughs) at least like 15 people there and they were all tested and they were all sitting close to each other and she's offering food so they have to take the damn shields off and mask off to (laughs) eat so it was such a it was such a weird why are we even having this party the way it is being set up why couldn't you just have order food and have people come and eat and just be it yeah the part of the show that i think that bravo like married to medicine is in general just a really great show in in general mm-hmm. but what the way that they showed the black lives matter stuff the way that they showed the yeah. pandemic stuff was like so real so good that i cried multiple times mm-hmm. watching it I was sobbing watching all of it. And yeah. that's why Married to Medicine is so good. That's what happens when you watch Married to Medicine. You laugh out loud and you sob your eyes out because it has a little bit of everything in it. They are pretty normal, down-to-earth people with regular jobs, but they also have these big character flaws that get heightened in their interactions. Those interactions can be super funny or super real and Mm -hmm. really tug at your heart also i love the fact that like these are all people that are fairly wealthy but all of their kids are always doing chores yes (laughs) like toya has this like huge mansion and her kids come in she's like you need to unload the dishwasher and you need to throw away the trash and i was like i love this like (laughs) that i love that i love the fact that like all of these people you know again 
I'm loving the fact that all of these shows are now removing their shoes. Yeah. But like you're walking into this big mansion, you better take your fucking shoes off. Like I just I yeah. love how exactly what you said, how real these people are, because obviously they're successful physicians. And I think like Bravo is oversaturated with like extreme, extreme amount of wealth. Mm-hmm. And so we get we've gotten used to these like brats, the Brooks Marxes and the mm-hmm. Judice girls of mm-hmm. TV. But it's actually really lovely to see like completely normal kids. And that's another mm-hmm. thing that I love about Married to medicine is all the kids are totally normal yes they're like regular kids yes and i love that about this show they are not uber wealthy no they don't show off their wealth or anything but they are comfortable and they don't talk about their wealth as much they talk about their relationships a lot the focus of the show is a lot on relationships i love that yeah i'm excited for the rest of the season oh i am too i think quad comes in and then some of the old, uh, the first season folks come in. Carrie, the other Carrie, uh, and then Kari, Kari and and um, Lisa Nicole. I can't wait! I can't wait! To I talk cannot about her. wait for Lisa Nicole to show up. She is even more delusional than a Heavenly is. She's probably the worst person to be on Married to Medicine. Yes, yes, which is saying I, a lot because Mariah has been on the show. Yes, that's true. Yeah. But given the two of them, I would pick Mariah and not Lisa. Nicole. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Do you think well, that Harry would give <laughs> Megan a fish and chips takeout dinner for her birthday? Probably. And Megan would be happy about it. Do you think he would take it out of the containers? Yes. Yeah, he would. He would. He would. He's a fucking royal for God's sake. Yeah, he would. He would. <laughs> he would take it out of the container and put it on their on their best china. he wouldn't use plastic plates and silverware and all that he would that's the least he can do but we don't have to uh, you know that you don't have to give you know um reward him for that that's the least he can do yeah happy international women's day (laughs) (laughs) we forgot to say that yeah happy international women's day stop being a misogynist to yourself and to others (laughs) Two others, yes. And that well, means you too, Grandma Lizzie. Yeah. You need to speak exactly. up. What do you have? What does she have to lose? She can speak up. She's the queen for God's sake. I know. She can just say, I stand with uh, Megan. I know. She's uh, not ever going to. Yeah. She's not ever going to. We've all got grandmothers like that. Hello. I know. Our own moms are like that. We could have been like that. Mm-hmm. We're probably we going to be like that. It's possible. It's possible. <laughs> Stay tuned. Find out. We'll talk to you <laughs> next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.